Hello, my people. It is Iowa Caucus Night. <laughs> on bros bibles and beer <laughs> that is a terrible terrible way to intro this but it is presidential election season it is the day of days we are the we day are running of days that's the so day. dramatic <laughs> it is that. it is bernie hillary donald who's the other guy ted cruz yeah i'm a little scared of some of the candidates and I'm I'm kind of getting warm and cozy with Mr. Rubio, and but you have Jesus. Yeah, I don't. Well, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> okay, let me clarify. Qu- let Where me, were you going? No, let keep me, going. No, honesty. No, we're just talking about the presidential election, not my life and where my my world revolves around Jesus. If Marco Rubio, Jesus. I think Marco Rubio is going to do well leading up to Super Tuesday. We're a month away, but I think this is the guy. I'm calling it right now. Yeah, so we talk a little politics, and it's hopefully fun, and it doesn't piss people off too much. It's it's fine. It's tame. We tie, we tie in the Christian side of things, but in a very brief way. Yeah, we we do. Way. We try to reflect where we're coming from and why. Um, we haven't flowed like that ever. How could that be? Less distraction. It seems like there's an obstacle that's been just Cut the burden's out. gone. It's almost like a tumor got removed. Yeah, it was like Donald Trump came and <laughs> dug out that tumor. <laughs> just just kicked, yeah, it, kicked it across the border. Yeah, where where's Scott? Wait, who? <laughs> oh, Scott. We love you so much. Yeah, oh, my gosh. We love you. We love you so much. In Jesus' In name. Jesus I love you, brother. <laughs> but he left a little message for all of us. So we'll I still I still can't find the tissues t- because I'm so sad. We're going to go ahead and take a little listen. <laughs> uh, I want to be there, but I need to do this. Um, it's a good opportunity. But you guys have fun. Have at it. Uh, you can feel free to make fun of me. Or not. I'd prefer if you didn't. I'd prefer if you don't even mention me, actually. Um, but if you do, I guess I'm okay with it. Uh, man, I don't know. I just feel like saying I love you guys. And um, I, think I'm, I think I'm serious about that. Uh, he was breathing a lot. <laughs> he felt like he <laughs> might have been on the. I felt like he might have been on the can or something like yeah, that. Yeah, where was he? <laughs> That's funny. He was in deep thought. And check out our website bbbpod.com and uh, Twitter and Facebook is Bros Bibles Beer. Give us some feedback, good or bad, whatever it is. We're gonna work on incorporating we've gotten some good feedback and we want you guys to be a part of this so good genuine feedback yeah it was solid and we want to continue that so feel free this is your show as much as it is ours especially since it's free What? 
Super Bowl Sunday. Ooh. Prediction. All right. Carolina, Denver. Denver wins. Denver's in trouble. Denver is in trouble. I want Denver to win so hard. I have not cared about a Super Bowl as much as I care about this Super Bowl. But Denver's in trouble. Why is that? I'll tell you why. Oh, my gosh. Our offense and defense, so intense. Your team will be the losers if you got a lick of sense. You dig the NFL, my lyrics and my rhymes. You eat up what I'm saying, spit and fly, hip-hop lines. Lightning fast, big black cats, Panthers kicking ass. Yo, with a TD or a field goal. Gonna get that double, you dominate the foe. Carolina Panthers with sharp teeth and claws. We crowd win this game. We call pro football. When running, passing, or pitching the ball, we got plays and mesmerizing play. You're absolutely right. The Broncos are in deep trouble. They're going to get their asses kicked. Peyton Manning is going to be running for his life. I'm just praying against the idea that he gets hurt again. I, I, I'm just worried for him. The the claws are going to be coming after him. I'm worried for my own life if I root for the Broncos. Yeah. Carolina is in 10th. This, this could be... Uh, the most intense... Bad day. Inten- it's the most intense Super Bowl. I'm going to need aspirin after aspirin. this game. Aspirin. <laughs> You're going to need... Aspirin something fierce after this game gets done with you. I'm probably going to go to Advil. You're probably going to go to Advil. But. Motrin? Uh, Percocet? Maybe just NyQuil. NyQuil just shut your eyes and. Oh, wait a second. That's the color of the Panthers. Watch yourself. You better watch yourself. I don't know what I'm watching, but. Just watch yourself. Look in the mirror and say, ask yourself, do I want to go to sleep on NyQuil that's colored like the Panthers? You freaking racist. Come on. You don't. I'm sorry. I'm trying so hard. So hard. I do appreciate the big furry ball on the end of this microphone. It makes me feel comfortable. I mean, if. This mic has a big head. Yeah, it's 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 huge. And if anybody got angry and threw the microphone, it wouldn't do any damage, so that's good. It's kind of like a football helmet. You know, football players are protected inside the helmet. They don't have to worry about that. Why would you? I wouldn't either. No, not at all. I mean, football players are completely protected. They've got the helmet, cushion, and, uh, you know, those big football companies are spending lots of money to make sure they protect football players' heads big well it's kind of like this that i'm not gonna say it trying to get away from the uh slapstick um comedy that's just horrible that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about right there if we're gonna get serious about this podcast fart no farts then (laughs) no farts no burps no fun (laughs) that's right (laughs) no more f's no farts no flirps no fun. Let's get this show on the road. All right, show me. I got a job. I'm going to leave in the morning. And a wife. And a wife. And four kids. What's on the agenda today? 
Could we say um, oh, no agenda? <laughs> yes, just wide open. Um, it was an exciting day. I haven't seen any of the results. I believe you have, but it was the Iowa caucuses. Yeah, we're recording on Monday. It's the first for all you political junkies. You already know what happens, but it looks like uh, Cruz. Cruz and Hillary, first blood. What do you think about the Iowa caucus? Does it does it have any weight? Apparently it does because the news can't stop talking about it. And I, I love politics. Or I love following politics, I should say. Uh, and I'm not sure what is a caucus, Jeff, besides something that makes your sixth grade students laugh. <laughs> That's right. They did laugh. Well, it's a place where people meet in town halls, churches, schools, and they all get together and do this funny, funny, um, I don't know, polling type of thing. And you can vote and re-vote and you can try to persuade people to change their vote. That's a caucus. It's just kind of up for grabs. And uh, they might not let you out of the room until you choose the other side. But it's Iowa, so... Nothing much is going to happen. If you're from Iowa, I apologize. I grew up in Nebraska, so it's pretty flat. Not much is going on except cows. Is it just, are we just throwing bones to <laughs> to the small states at the beginning? You get the beginning. All the media will focus on you. Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, and then they got to go to the powerful New Hampshire primary where there's four was it four delegates that are actually resting in New Hampshire. I mean, that is sad. Iowa caucus doesn't even mean anything. It's like uh, who gets to throw out the first pitch of the baseball game and then you throw it out and now we'll start the game. Yeah, is it possible though that because it's first and the news the news cycle is so intense and they can sell so so much ad space based on politics that they they try to frame a narrative coming out of it that may or may not in fact be close to reality no i i get it i think it i think it totally uh makes me cynical uh it happens every single every single year in election years and every four years we get a year and a half of just craziness of uh fox and cnbc nonstop. it drives me nuts because we really never get to hear what anybody truly thinks, and I'm I'm afraid our our lobbyists, whoever they are, are just behind doing the puppet show. That sounds awfully cynical. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long day at work. <laughs> I I had I asked my students a couple of weeks ago. I said, "Okay, so." Um, who's running for president? And they all said, oh, Donald Trump. Okay, so this is a, a whole Hispanic population where I work. And there's a few um, Caucasian boys and girls, and uh, I think one uh, Southeast Asian, maybe two, um, obviously all American citizens. But when I ask the question, they, they just say Donald Trump. I'm like, that's it? That's who's running for president? I'm thinking to myself, I'm not saying this. I can't. I'm a public school teacher. I can't. So you just ask him who's running for president? Yes. Who's running? And only Donald Trump. So now, today, 
you know, it's the Iowa caucuses. I'm like, hey, it's the start of the election cycle. Let's, uh, I'm going to open this up again. All right, everybody, why don't you write down who is running for president? Four people. Four people. Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, Bernie Sanders, and Hillary Clinton. And I'm thinking, let's look at the the candidates on the Republican side. And there was 12 people. And they all looked dumbfounded. Like, who are those people? (laughs) Yeah, could somebody... Could anybody, uh, you know, you 12-year-olds, could you answer the question, why have you only heard about two people? And they said, oh, they must be the ones that like to talk. I'm like, if you were running for president, you wouldn't like to talk? Anyway, it's, it's, that makes me a little cynical. It's hard not to be. I, I used to be so emotionally involved with politics, and I, this might be a humble brag, I don't know. Either way, I don't care. But for the first time, I think ever, I really... L- actually, when Obama... Obama's second term... Look at me, Zach. ...was the beginning. Okay, eye contact. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I got so you So don't off. look at you? <laughs> yeah, let's have a real <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I will angle my body towards you. Hi. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay on the floor. <laughs> you should. Get comfortable. There. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this. You got space. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now it looks like you're giving announcements at church. You're standing <laughs> up, holding your cup of coffee. <laughs> Maybe that would make you feel better. God, holding a microphone. Is that alcoholic coffee? No. I'm good off. for you. Yeah. It's been a while. Well, it's been a couple of days. Just being good. He's being good. He is trying to get into his pants from junior high. Is that right? <laughs> Actually, just go back five years. That's where I'm trying to go. So I'm about six waist sizes short right now. How old were you five years ago? I have all, I'm have i so old. I have Alzheimer's. I forget. I think I was 37. Okay. I was going to guess 45, but that's cool. You're good. You still look pretty good. All right. Behind the... <laughs> I was gonna say this. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> I'll meet you at the bike racks at noon. I know, I'm catching up. But you're being good. Um and I have uh brown yeah, sugar. I think mm. that's been a theme. The last couple recordings that may or may not come out at all. I think I've been drinking Lagunitas brown sugar. <laughs> and it's delectable. I love the fact that you mentioned that we've done podcasts and they they might not even make public. What is that? The public ear? Uh, you could say that. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm wondering about. Oh, I was saying. Uh, growing up, I was so emotionally invested with elections, and uh, man, it feels so good to kind of let it go and know that you can still believe certain things and know that the system is such that the machine keeps rolling whether there's a a D or an R and uh, you'll be okay like I I'm not a fan of Obama necessarily but I have family that is oh he is like the Antichrist and so (laughs) I want to go back to them and say you made it you made it through eight years 
You're gonna be okay. Take a deep breath. If Hillary gets elected, you're gonna you're gonna survive. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Oh my gosh. So so there's not, but but I am kind of cynical about the political process. I like watching it. I enjoy the process, but in terms of actually affecting change, I think it's so much further beyond a president, um, any one person. The system is just so. I want to say rigged, but it's not. I feel like it's not even that. It's there's just so many moving parts that you can't stop this train. It's going to keep growing and expanding. It's just going to change w- a little bit one way or the other how it grows and how it expands. But and we've talked about this. We've talked about this before. And I guess I wasn't. I would. I guess I wasn't so much on board with the idea of this big freight liner going in one direction. But as we've talked more, uh, I've come to understand, I guess I, I, I put on the blinders. I, I wanted to believe that there could be change. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. So Obama change or Fox news change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it. You cynical, cynical Cause person. You're, you were slash are maybe, I don't know, a Republican, right? I am. Yeah. And but so I have actually over the past few years thought about getting or running for some type of office whether it's city council or whatever it might be. And the idea of going in to that arena it interests me because I have these ideals that I think a lot of people go into public office that they want to make change, good change. They have great intent, uh, intentions for um, with their ideas and for the people. And so Barack Obama goes eight years, and I'm I'm wondering, are we any better off than we were eight years ago? But then again, you ask the question of with Bush and Clinton and you just keep going back and it's like, well, in my era growing up uh, with Reagan, I think everybody was on cloud nine, but I don't know if, you know, that was just uh, a balloon. Cause you're in, that, you're in that camp. And so you see more of that. You rode that Reagan wave, but people from different persuasions will, definitely say they they hate the trickle down economics side of it and i mean there there's always an argument that's the fascinating thing is no matter what happens you can find whatever data you need to justify your what what you feel and your interpretation of things and what, how things should be run or how they've been run or or what actually happened cuz i look back now kind of with a more you know, being a former Republican and and more just getting off that mailing list, which it backfires because then you start getting mail from everybody when you make that <laughs> switch. Um, Wait, and, you're up for grabs? Yeah. But, and not that, like, politically, my ideology hasn't changed that much. It's just believing in the one person or in a party to to actually do something that when they have the opportunity, they don't actually do it. You you just start to realize there is a system set up and, and people get elected 
and all they want to do is raise money for the next election. So whatever cause or bill they pass, it's almost, it's either a vote they can point back to or they can be a part of a bill to say they did something as opposed to what really would enact change. And that might be wrong, but that's kind of my cynicism at this point is that the train keeps rolling. That That's a good point. You bring up the idea of a vote. I was doing some research last night because I thought I'm, we're probably going to talk politics in, in this podcast. And I believe it was Cruz who had it was I think it was it was either Cruz or Rubio who had voted against some woman women's violence action uh, something or other. But um, this ultimately was decided on his part because when everything was drawn out and the bill came out, it it didn't have the impact if they had just stuck with the original idea. And so he, he voted against it. It was like, you know what, do it again, but do it again and I'll vote for it, do it the right way and I'll vote for it. But because he didn't vote for it, they just grabbed that one vote and the topic and they say, oh, you don't care about women who um, have violence committed against them. And that's horrible. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's horrible on both sides, but that's a perfect, um, Perfect example of what you're talking about. You can't do what we're doing or several episodes back when uh, we talked about guns a little bit and we had Chris Messina on who is an interesting guy and he's kind of a liberal guy. And growing up, I had the idea that you can't be, you can't be a liberal and, and be a Christian, which <laughs> I, f- I get a physical, every time I say that and remember how I used to think, I get a physical embarrassment response in my body. Like I feel ashamed. <laughs> Do you shake and cower? <laughs> not not literally, but figuratively, yes, and emotionally, yes, a little bit. But having him on, and I just, I disagree with a lot of his thing, a lot of the stuff he said. Um, but it's just interesting to hear a different perspective on somebody who loves Jesus and is a brother. Uh, in that in that respect, so yeah, I lost my train of thought. I don't know. Uh, it's okay. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna pick go. this up and go a different direction. But with the Iowa caucuses and what's going on, um, really started the election season and framing a few things. But one of those is this religious um, piece, especially around all the candidates. Um, you know, you have Trump and you have Cruz, and you've got a few others in there that maybe it's because they're out in front or in the top two or three that it's known, but it, it just, there's there's something, um, there's something fishy with some of the candidates. Do you, do you... Like, like who? <laughs> <clears throat> well, um, first of all, if... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna step on Donald Trump for just a moment. Um, if, They're all fair game. Yeah, if Donald Trump, if Donald Trump's a believer, I mean, uh, I don't even have to say diehard believer. If he just is a, any type of believer. I mean, if the guy, um, if the guy could, uh, you know, say, um, you know what, 
on such and such date or during this year, I, I just came to Christ and I gave my life over to Christ um, and and then had some backstory to it. I'd be like, wow, that was that was so genuine. And I, um, I like this guy and I, I want to believe in his enthusiasm and, and kind of his craziness and his just in your face agenda. I don't even know if it's an agenda. It's just like he's just out there and he says what he wants. Yeah, he, he doesn't seem to care. And and but, but yeah, he, even he. So it doesn't seem like anything phases him. It's it's like reporter says, "What do you have to say about such and such saying this about you?" And he'll say, "Well, they're a terrible person, and they're <laughs> that's like that's his response. They're they're a bad person. Their show gets terrible ratings, and I'm just gonna go and do my thing." That's his response. But somehow, when it comes to God and Christianity. He's running as a Republican, so for some reason he has to pretend to be a Christian. Now, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He may in fact be a Christian. I'm not going to, you know, make a judgment on that myself. But the party is set up that you have to be a Christian. You have to at least say you're a Christian. And is that a good thing? Like, is that good? <laughs> is it a good thing? I think it is. I think it is a not good, whether or not they're Christians, but I think, it, but whether or not they they I, have to say they're a Christian. I hate I hate to say it that they're they have to fit the mold. There's some mold of the of the Republican. You're you're there's money and there's Christianity, and with those two things, okay, let's roll, and then we go for it. Donald Trump yeah. is he's a wild card Republican though. Yeah. I, I I am amused though that that's the one area. I mean, if he's not, if he doesn't care about God or his faith the way he's trying to make it seem, it's interesting that it seems like he'll say anything that he thinks, except that he doesn't care about God, because he has to say he cares about God. He has to say he's a Christian. He has to show up in church. They all do, which can bring me to Ted Cruz, who I d- am so uncomfortable with. <laughs> so is my and, wife. And I'm trying this this main fact. Okay, I have a habit of hedging whatever I'm going to say and justifying it, but I'm going to do this intentionally. Just may go th- just go Donald Trump on this in your may, face. <laughs> may, I should. May there be grace for me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> listening to Ted Cruz pray gives me the creeps. I've I've listened to multiple prayers. I hope it's not the case. The people he's praying for, uh, I know they believe it. But hearing him pray, it feels off. You can't, I can't prove anything about it, but there's something about him. I just, it feels weaselly and politician-y. <laughs> yeah, okay, so there's only one, maybe two videos that I've seen Ted Cruz pray and one of them was with his father and i don't know if was that some type of prayer breakfast or it was something in dc it was and he was praying for i think there were some girls that got abducted so that's right i don't want to i want you to say what you're gonna say okay so i'm watching this video which you forwarded to me and i'm like okay i'll check it out and um ted cruz comes up his father joins him and his father awkward awkwardly joins him but his son, Ted, starts speaking and 
in a way that is almost like his father is not even his father. It's like, thanks for joining me on stage. And uh, then his father goes in and talks about the history of his life and how he came to America. And I'm, I'm like, wow, this, this is a great story. And it's a genuine story. And then Ted Cruz is like looking off in the La La Land and he's pulling cards out of his, the inside of his coat pocket, like got to get my notes out. And I'm like, his father is in front of the public and he's, he's telling his story. And, and then Ted Cruz in a very disingenuous moment is like, I'm, I'm so glad to have a father like you and the struggles you went through, I'm like, that was so BS. What was that? And then, and then let's let's That's pray. What was written down. <laughs> and and actually, Ted Cruz is staring at the podium, and there's there's notes on the podium, and he's almost directing his father to follow the notes, where where his father could probably just kick Ted off of the stage and take over yeah. and just take <laughs> his spot, because one, here's a guy who fought to be a citizen in the United States. And two, he's got a great story. And three, when he prayed, it was so genuine. And when when his son, Ted Cruz, prayed, I, I was I wanted to vomit. Um and, and I showed my wife the video and one minute in she's like, Oh my gosh, this is horrible. I, I mean she just wanted she wanted to throw up too. Well, your wife is a jerk. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> so just my, kidding Tanya. My wife my wife she doesn't follow politics and and she's watching this politician and she just sees sleazebag and he just wants the public to hear what they want to hear and I'm like I'll take Donald Trump over Ted Cruz any day because Donald Trump at least he's like So if you were voting it'd be Trump. If I was voting for those between those two it would be Trump. Okay. Um, there's, I'm with you on the, uh, on, you know, there's something just odd about Cruz. And if I have a choice between someone who just stands firm and, you know, shoots you dead in the eye like Trump or Ted Cruz, who's like hanging out in the bushes and you're like, why are you hiding? Uh, and then he kind of shoots you and skims the back of your skull. You're like, who's that you know, slimy sniper back there. And just stand out and uh, stand up and, you know, be genuine and straightforward, which scares me about Donald Trump. He seems yeah, to... Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about Trump. There's been a big push. Uh, Matt Walsh has a blog, uh, and he had some posts about Trump, and if you're a conservative, if you're a evangelical supporting Trump... Uh, you should think twice type of thing. There's been a lot of talk about that. Um, and they make good points, and I don't disagree. The The point is that Trump's kind of dangerous, kind of authoritarian uh, type guy. But I, I feel like he's just voicing kind of what's going to happen no matter what. Like, he's, vo- he's voicing stuff. It's interesting. He's not as hawkish in general towards Russia compared to the other candidates but in general everybody is all for more war more bombing destroying isis being as tough as possible on isis um which sounds great but i i'm have zero faith 
in that being accomplished without just thousands of civilians and non-combatants being uh, being killed. But that's that's another issue. But there's a big push against Trump. But I feel like he's just he just says things and he seems more dangerous. But it's all a system set up for control and more more power. And even if you wanted to change, even if somebody like Bernie Sanders, who is a socialist and wants to overhaul a lot of things in a different direction, a very different direction, even if he got elected, it wouldn't happen uh, because the system is not really set up that way. You look at what Obama did these last eight years. I, f- I feel like he's just a lot of the stuff he promised didn't happen. And it is that his fault. I, I don't know if you give him the benefit of the doubt, I just think the system is still set up that he, he can't go as far as he wants to. And he probably goes further than the right wants him to. There's still enough checks and balances to where there's either stalemate or it doesn't go as far as whoever is in power wants it to go. (laughs) I'm just going to affirm what you said, but I'm going to go back to just to finish my thought with Donald Trump. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that, Christian Jesus loving Donald Trump. He's just in your face, picked up his cross, and he is going for the White House. Donald Trump, to me, is a soldier. And soldiers out there, please don't take this the wrong way. This is just a. We need Scott here. (laughs) Yes. Scott was a veteran, or is a veteran. So. At least if he were here, we could say we can say this because he's he's watching us. Yes, he's he approves. He's overseeing. Um, Donald Trump is out in the open. He's not even behind a building or anything, taking cover and then you know finding his target and trying to like a sniper. He is just blindly walking out, shooting at everything, and he's hitting some of the targets. And because he's shooting so much. Uh, there's just shrapnel flying all over the place, so it, it's just a crazy circus mess. And and the one problem with that is eventually someone is going to take aim at you, and they are going to hit him. And I mean, figuratively speaking, <laughs> let's let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> so I should not be laughing at that. Um, no. Let, let- I should say. Go ahead. No, I want to say. I said, let's hope after you said somebody will hit him. <laughs> I just oh, before how that sounds. <laughs> I want to make sure it's. Fi- I was saying, let's hope figuratively <laughs> that it's not a literal shoot, shootout. What's interesting? I was on Politico.com and somebody had commented. That's your first mistake. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, Donald Trump will not see the steps of the White House in 2016. Sinister. Yeah. And I thought, we'll not see the steps of the White House in 2016. How about in January 2017? <laughs> Whoever that was. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, because they're not elected. I mean, they're elected, but they're not. They don't. There's no inauguration until January. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. However, besides those two candidates, at least on the Republican side, I did a lot of uh, searching through Rubio and his background and history and kind of where he's come yeah. from. Mm. Yeah. I actually had kind of have a oh. warm feeling for oh, Rubio. Yeah? You like Rubio? <laughs> I do. Okay. Well, it looks Get, like he did all right tonight. I, he did. Those Iowans came through. Yeah, well, that's good. He, the, the game is going. 
the game has officially begun tonight, and you're starting to get the warm fuzzies, they're going to draw you back in. I know you're just going to get sucked right back in. Are you talking to me? Or you? Yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I, I, again, I've I've watched maybe three interviews. I've watched no debates. I and that's terrible. If if I actually run for office someday, this is going to be brought up, and they're going to say you don't even care about the system. I'd be like, that's, are you going to run for office? That's right. Not this year. Not this year. That's big news. So when? <laughs> what are you going to run for? Probably local city council. Yeah. But that's still that's still how does tanya feel about that she's behind me on whatever i'm going to do in life oh you're such a leader just lead well you are such a leader yeah. Any, anyway uh back to reality i think we should switch over to the other side if you had to vote for a democrat who would it be can i see the list <laughs> was well, clinton sanders Oh, first of all, it, in your class, there was a racist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think you misunderstood me. So we were communicating. No, I lo- I'm, a dis- I'm dyslexic. So I, I see those things. And when your student says, um, I, I, don't, I don't know if he's racist or, or Bernie, Bernie, they mentioned Bernie Sanders. Like, um, so again, Jeff, you are a sixth grade I teach teacher sixth grade, yes. For what district? In the Corona Narco. In Southern California. Yeah, school district, right. It's a... Greater yeah. Los Angeles mm-hmm. area, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's about 50 miles, 50 miles outside of LA. Um, very Hispanic population, and uh, I just... Threw it out. A lot of Trump lovers. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> I've never seen sixth graders get so passionate about what they were saying than they did today when, um, first of all, Bernie Sanders, um, they said, you know, and I'm just walking around my classroom. Oh, you know, I I don't, you know, mean to say this, but um, that Bernie Sanders, he's, he, I think he's racist. And I thought, where do kids get this stuff? I mean, do they hear it on television or are they listening to their families? And then it went into Donald Trump. And I said, so, you know, what makes Donald Trump um, electable? You know, why would he be a good president? And they said, oh, he's a billionaire. And I I said, are you sure about that? Are you sure he's a billionaire? (laughs) And they said, he's a businessman. I said, okay, I'll, we'll put that up there. He's a businessman. What else? And um, they really didn't come up with anything else. He's a businessman. And I said, okay. Um, does he have any experience in, in any elected office? And um, I believe he hasn't. He's just been a businessman. And the kids, they were like, oh, I, I that's not good. And I said, hey, you know, everybody, before they become an elected official we're not an elected official. So they have, you know, whatever experience personal and uh, business wise going in. And you can make an argument that if there were stricter term limits all the way around, that we'd get more people that were not career politicians. And that could have a net positive effect where there's more turnover politically. But that's a, that's a, another story. 
It could. And certainly So I don't look at it as a bad thing if somebody Right. Just because they've never been in office, it's actually a plus in my mind. Yeah. Um fresh blood. Yeah. And fresh ideas. And getting into the system and wanting to make change for the short time that, that they're there, um, you know, considering what you're saying. The other fact that the kids brought up with Donald Trump was that he wants all Mexicans. And these kids are mainly, their extended families are from Mexico. Um, he wants all Mexicans out of the United States. That's what they think. That's what they think. Yeah, that's the message they've received. Right. They've received that Donald Trump hates Mexicans and Bernie Sanders is a racist and I thought who Oh, Bernie Sanders is a racist yes oh really that's what they said yeah okay so you sent me a text today and you said you walked by and you heard not to be a racist but Bernie Sanders Bernie Sanders yes like they were vote they would choose Bernie Sanders they said not not to be a racist but you know the kids talk. Oh, uh, they, so they they thought Bernie Sanders is a racist, yes. and they like him. No, no, they don't. Because my mind, as a dyslexic, I I saw not to be a racist, but Bernie Sanders, and all I could think of, all they could possibly mean is that they thought that Bernie meant Beaner. <laughs> no, no, no. I heard your response to that. And I, I thought, heard... what is Zach talking about? But <laughs> it was, it was the gist of it was they were prefacing talking about Bernie Sanders by saying, I'm not a racist, but, and then they spoke about Bernie Sanders, what Bernie Sanders' ideas are. I have no idea what they said, but. They said something, and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't in the positive for Bernie Sanders. Okay. okay. By the way, when I look at Bernie Sanders, I'm like, please, I'm I don't know if he'll even make it four years. He, I've got a big suit. He doesn't look healthy. He's him and Ron Paul four years ago. They got to get somebody to tighten up those suits. The suits are way too loose. It's an old guy in an oversized suit flailing his arms everywhere no matter what he's saying he's got his hands up and just just tighten that suit up a little like athletic fit maybe i don't know <laughs> just get inside chris christie's uh underarm oh, or something. <laughs> uh, hey how dare you i'm gonna pay for Are that one shaming how dare you <laughs> oh goodness we're getting sidetracked here or are we that's what this is about <laughs> Do they need to profess God? Like, is that a good thing? The Republicans or yeah, the Democrats? Re- Democrats are immune. They don't. They don't care. Have to worry about that. <clears throat> and I wish it was the same way for the Republicans. They have. They may, in fact, have a belief, a true faith in Jesus. But that's almost beside the point because they have to say it, and it drives me nuts. So you get you get people like Trump, who for all intents and purposes, never has shown a faith at all that we know of, but he's forced to put on a show. Same same with all of them. They all have to prove their God cred- credentials. And uh, I'm tired of that. Yeah, and what's, what's, what's bad about it is that you don't get the, you actually don't get the feel 
of who really is a believer, who is a, a true Republican Christian um, that kind of wants the foundation back for our country. And I mean, this goes into a totally different topic. Um, and so I'm going to go there. And we've we've talked don't do it briefly <laughs> about this, how um, politicians and and the presidential election creates this crazy uh, thought pattern from the Christian side that everybody you've got to get out and vote because this president is going to get into office and they're going to change how everything is and everybody's going to become a believer and the world is going to change that's kind of the implication what'd you say it never changes. oh my wife said it never changes exclamation point what a downer she is <laughs> she's been married to <clears throat> she, she's been married to me for too long and she said that's why we need jesus to come back okay amen but you're right it's you're right about the thing you just said what'd you say <laughs> I said that there'll be this focus. So the the big the big um monopolized uh Christian it's almost groups like get with almost with the intent of people are comfortable, we got our guy in. It'll be rally around the family time. We'll we'll be kept safe or we'll be able to kind of legislate the right morality. Right. Which, How does I mean Which and, in a sense is that a little bit antichrist? Yeah, there's no freedom I, in that. I mean, I mean, there's no seriously, there's no freedom in almost legislating a moral code. Yeah, it's been done before, and it it's not good. And it goes to shit. I mean, it it really there's not a great track record, and so I, I think Christians are so short sighted, well meaning, well intentioned but short-sighted in that if we do crack down on radical Islam in this country in a way that makes people comfortable and safer, it's so short-sighted in that somebody else, once you get more laws and legislations in place, uh, we're in trouble if the tide shifts a little bit. Laws typically don't get undone. Uh, And that's my fear is people... People are so concerned. They feel like they're pleasing God if we can just get the right laws in place. It's this old-fashioned, pseudo-works-based righteousness. If we can just get the right laws, the right people in power, we'll be okay, we'll please God, we'll get more blessings in this country. And man, I just think that's so off-base and, and uh, like I said, well-intentioned, but it's potentially dangerous long-term. Yeah, and... To piggyback on that, there's that idea of creating law to, it, I mean, eventually it just, people feel controlled, and that's not what Jesus came for. He came for quite the opposite, which is to free us from from a life that we were burdened of. And, and so there's freedom in Christ, but with, uh, oh, this is going to be the president, and there's going to be this new morality, and we're going to legislate the morality, and now you're going to act in in this certain way because we're 
doing what? We're going to push it on you through Fox or whatever news media outlet is pushing it. And that is just going to create the same cynical problem that we have right now where you've got two sides and they just go back and forth. And so if that president comes in for four years or eight years and they're of this um, moral ideal and we're just going to have bickering for eight years, just like we had bickering every president before this. So I'm it's certainly not the answer. However, this rally around the family effect um Go back four years. Was it Mitt Romney? A rally around whatever party you're affiliated with, no matter what, at all costs. Right. Yeah. Um, but the the Christian, the Christian arena, they grab the candidate. Team Jesus. They grab that candidate, and they're like, "Well, this is as close to you know Jesus as we're going to get." And so I don't know if it was Mitt Romney or another candidate four years ago. But it certainly, it certainly sounded like that when you listen to the radio waves. And it was Romney. Okay, and and it is disappointing because is if if Mitt Romney was the answer, then we've got a problem. There was somebody named Jesus who came two thousand years ago. What? And uh, Mitt Romney is certainly not going to change anything. And Barack Obama hasn't changed anything and no president in the past has changed anything um we ultimately are living our lives and a presidential candidate is not going to we look we look for the big broad strokes if we can just get the state to fix things that's kind of what the emphasis is on is the state which as kind of a libertarian-ish conservative it it's so it just feels counterproductive I, it feels counterproductive and even if you get laws or the state to do th- something you like it just can get twisted down the road when somebody you don't like is going to use those same laws to potentially turn it against you so i think it's kind of a distraction from like inside out from your inner circle, like Jeff Pearson, you are at your home. You can seek to live and love like Jesus to your family, to your kids, and then to your neighbors and to your friends. And then if people see your example, like I see your example, wow, this Jeff guy, look at this Jeff guy. He is, he really just loves so hard. He loves God, I want some of that. And then I start doing it, either asking you or you in, as somebody who believes similar to you, it lights a fire in me to, you know, inside out. So one house at a time, as opposed to trying to get the government to fix things, uh, which will backfire, actually having a relationship with your neighbors and your community and going from there, I think that's more effective And that's kind of, it seems like that's the way Jesus did it in the New Testament. He he was living life and discipleship, doing life with people. Yeah. Was more of an emphasis. mm -hmm. It was almost like, hey, Caesar's going to do what, you know, God's kind of above all that. Caesar's going to do what he's going to do. 
uh, I just I wish loving I, people. Yeah, I wish I could have gone back thirty seconds there and just stopped you because that was a great speech. And just so everybody knows, Zach Crater is running for office. <laughs> it's the, I mean, that was beautiful. No, I mean if I was your one, Dude, one voter, I did not graduate high school on time. <laughs> the, the, there's so much ammunition from my past they would dig up. You were on mushrooms and rolling around in a vodka-induced haze on somebody's tile floor in high school. <laughs> Sorry, Mom, if you listen to this. Oh, goodness. I've totally <laughs> lost my train of thought. So I'm not your manager anymore. No. <clears throat> and you probably, when you run for office, you probably don't want me near your campaign. But uh, I would definitely want you in my think tank. <laughs> Anywho. Stink tank. <laughs> I have no idea where we were, and I was rambling before. You were complimenting me, believe it or not, on my speech. I, I mean, before that, but oh. yes. Well, you can go. You can keep complimenting. That's fine. Okay. What else could you say about me? That's well, great. I was gonna, I was gonna just come back over the top and say, no, you, Zach Crater, you are leading your Funny. family well, just the way that your wife is. Um, Submissive to Slow you. down. Talk slower. <laughs> <laughs> and and how you pray together with your family and lead them. I'm terrible about that. And teach them. Again, terrible. Um, okay. But I appreciate that. <laughs> that is not going to work. No, okay. It's the Donald Trump effect. Just say whatever and see what sticks. And the louder you say it, not the slower. I think the louder and the faster. And you have to have the aggressive face. And that's what he has gets people. And Bernie Sanders, too. Continuing to watch. I think that's that's what people miss is they, they can't stand Trump and they don't know why he's winning. But I think there's a big section of people that just like the fact that he's going nuts. And he just, he says things, he's not talking like a politician, and that's appreciated. So they might not like what he's saying, but they just know he's probably saying a lot of things the rest of them wish they could say. Same with Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is, I don't see how what he wants to do can actually get done money-wise, but it doesn't matter. He stands by his convictions, and he's honest, and that's why he's he's he doesn't have the money like the Clinton machine does. Oh boy, um, that's a big machine. But the fact that he's in this race and doing so well is a testament to him just speaking what he thinks, and and that has there's something there. I'm reminded though, we listen to Bad Christian from time to time, Bad Christian podcast, so. Props to them, but something that comes up a lot is the idea of needing people to mention Jesus and needing them. They're they're in the, a band and they'll be on stage and people will yell at them to j- just say Jesus. And something that comes up a lot is that do you, when you get a plumber to come, <laughs> when you get a plumber to uh, Toby, I think it is. He, he's always talking about if you get a plumber, do you care if he's if he says the name of Jesus or do you just want him to fix your pipes? And if he's a Christian, great, but you want him to do a good job. So why, why do we have this emphasis in certain positions? If you're a band that you're known as Christian people, 
why is there this pressure to say Jesus a certain amount of times? Or if you're a Republican candidate, you got to say Jesus a certain amount of times and establish your Jesus cred when the job, I mean, that's great if, if that were an honest thing that actually ha- played out, but there's this pressure. You got to, it doesn't matter what's true or not. As long as you say Jesus, okay, you satisfied team evangelical. So we'll, we'll, we'll vote for you. But is there any other profession? That's, that's, I think Toby's point. Is there any other pr- profession, like normal run of the mill where you're so hyper concerned about whether they're a Christian or not? Not at all. No, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of any. That's a. That's such a. Such an inter- interesting. I mean, maybe a pastor. <laughs> maybe, maybe I actually was. Pa- <laughs> I actually was thinking pastor, but I, I, I'm. But then again, I don't think. I don't think our pastor, actually, brings that up. If he just met somebody, he wouldn't be like. On them about Jesus, he would just listen to them. No, in fact, it goes the other way. He's told a few stories about going going to hang out with, um, you know, he's on a, a trip or something with, with a friend, and the friend has some other friends there, and they're fishing. And I'm, I'm going to get details wrong. But, oh, this but is the good. Po- the point is that fishing, talking, just, just shooting the shit figuratively, obviously, but somebody that doesn't know what Todd does, pastor at Mountain View Church in San Juan Capistrano, mvclife.com. And he, you know, just saying, you know, cussing, talking, not worried about anything. And then, oh, what do you do? And Todd's oh, like, I'm a pastor. Here it comes. Here it comes. Great. <laughs> I'm a pastor. And then it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> and Todd doesn't care at all. But there's this thing of hypersensitivity around. Yeah, all all of a sudden the Christian folk. He's gonna all of a sudden it's as if the friend is going to get closer to God and and almost feel better in front of God if he cusses less in front of our pastor. It's so it's so funny. It's such a misunderstanding. What is that of how it should be? Yeah, I don't. There's this. There's I mean, this works based thing that's built in to American Christians in general, not not everybody obviously, but American Christians and also people that just kind of have a peripheral understanding of God, it's always based on, well, I'm good. So if if I if I just do or say the right thing, I'm good. And if I don't, then you know, I'll wait till I know there's a pastor around and then I'll <laughs> pretend. Well that is my th- you bring up the adventures and missing the point. <laughs> yeah, you you bring up the the phrase "I'm good," and that always it always reminds me of all of the people that I speak with, and I'm like, "How's it going?" And you get always get this. And they're like, "I'm good," and I'm, that is like my favorite phrase to jump all over. I'm like, "How come you're not great?" Or, "What's going on?" And they're looking at me like, "Uh oh, I've been found out." I'm like, you said I'm good. The only people who say I'm good are 99.9% of the people, and they're all broken. So mm-hmm. what's going on? Yeah. Anyway, Donald Trump, how you doing? He would not say I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> He'd say I'm, I'm fat. I can't do him. I can, <laughs> I can sort of pass a Bernie Sanders, and even that's not good. That's not good at all. Can you do Ted Cruz at all? No. In prayer, though. 
it's something. Do you? It, for, forgive me, Zach. Let's pray. Hey, I'm already forgiven, but I want the listener to forgive me, because Ted Cruz sounds like he's somebody who's trying to pray really hard so that people will understand that he means it. Our sweet heavenly Father, we just come, we just beseech you and your goodness and your grace, and dear Lord, heavenly Jesus. I just appreciate Jeff's putting his arm on my shoulder and sweet, sweet baby Jesus. We just thank you for everything you've given us. And I gotta stop. I can't. I can't. That's all. That's I mean, all I got. I feel true. terrible. <laughs> that's how it comes off. If if it's genuine, that's what it looked like. God bless him. Ted Ted Cruz's father had his arm like that. Oh, and you we reenacted it. That's cool. That's right. Yeah. Nice. And. I just, I'm so, I'm so sorry if if Ted ends up being the the genuine oh, we're real deal. People. We're horrible, and that's fine. I'm I'm a terrible person anyway. I I'm, but if my wife sees the the uh, if she sees behind the curtains that Ted Cruz is not on the up and up, she's pretty good when it comes to that. So I'm going with her, and I'm gonna say. Ted Cruz is going to have to come clean at some point, whether it's uh, genuine prayer that's not been you know, reenacted 5,000 times so it comes off good. However, I will say, in that prayer with his father, it was about the last minute of the prayer where he didn't have notes. It seemed like he the notes were gone, and he was just going on his own, and it stopped being this very... Stopping a show. Yes, Christianese-type show and for 38 seconds, I thought, all right, I think there's Ted Cruz in there somewhere. Okay. And the other part... So there's hope. The other part is Ted Cruz trying to get elected. And those 38 seconds were genuine yeah. Ted Cruz. Gosh, I wish you could just be Which that is the, guy. That's what I want to strip away is just the idea that they have to say certain things and they know it. And so it affects them. So even if they're genuine, it's going to come out fake and and false sounding well even as we're talking I, I here i strip that like i wish in america we could just oh man that's a pipe dream that's just a that's never gonna happen to where you could just say hey i'm really struggling with porn or whatever it is and and to not have like as a public person not publicly like i would probably advise ted cruz not to <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean though? Like public figures if they if it got revealed that they were struggling with something and they were honest about it, there wouldn't be this witch hunt, like this this initial off with his head mentality and there would be grace there from the people that claim to be Christ followers. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I'm thinking of how great Saturday Night Live oh. would be <laughs> if that was the case. <laughs> yeah. I hope, speaking of that, I hope Ben Carson stays in because if you have not seen Saturday Night Live with Jay Farrow doing Ben Carson, it is incredible and I don't want that to end. So I don't, Carson is at like 1%. The joke is he's sleeping through everything (laughs) and Jay Farrow does such a great job. So look it up. Uh, Yeah, I loved Saturday Night Live through the George Bush and 
Bill Clinton times, more George Bush. It was just Will Ferrell just killed it on SNL. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of who would be good now. I'm not exactly sure anybody could portray Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. It's you know. No, they're they're they got it. It. I'm blanking oh, on names. Is there now. somebody? The the but guy. But is it good? Yeah, he's he's a good a good Trump. He did Clinton back in the day. And now he's doing the voiceovers for ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Um, and I'm blanking on his name, but he does a, a decent Trump. And then there's another woman that does a good Hillary. And Hillary was on SNL, and she did it. And they did the face to face, like looking in the mirror thing. Oh, um, I'm good enough. I'm where, smart enough. And, well, no, oh. but it was like actual Hillary looking in the mirror and seeing the impressionists and they were having a conversation <laughs> which is it's priceless awesome. and she did a good job so there's hope there's hope yeah, that's one thing that i love about starting live you get a you get a, a just a small snapshot of reality and because they really have to bear all or snl will bury them i mean it's what they love is just bringing to light everything that's um, real and goofy. Current and, events. Yeah, all the mannerisms of the presidents or president-elects. It's it's really it's really a fun time. And leading into November 8th, I believe it is, all of those characters will come out. I would love to see um, a few others go on SNL. Um, and I hope, I hope... I hope Rubio gets his shot. Oh. I know. You're putting your weight behind Rubio. I don't know. I took four so hours. So what Democrat would <laughs> you vote for? Four hours online to do a little more research. And I'm like, I got to weed these people out. And uh, that got me to Marco Rubio. So are you going to vote? Okay, Democrat, who are you going to vote for? If you had to. O'Malley? <laughs> okay. okay. I kind of like that. I kind of agree with that. <laughs> it's... It's kind of like a no vote. I'm going to take O'Malley, and it's really just by horrible choices. And you? Uh, Democrat? Probably. It'd be O'Malley, I think. Excellent. Well, O'Malley, you've got our votes. And if, and if it was Clinton and uh, yeah, Clinton and Sanders? Yes. Between those two, it, and I had to, it'd be Clinton. Okay. Why? Give me some. Give me some characteristics of Hillary Clinton that you you see her going forward and stepping into the White House. Now, granted, she's got experience, Secretary of State and Senator, and she was First Lady. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. Okay, I just know knowing. I really painted a nice picture of her because I'm not a fan. Oh, beautiful. Well, we're pretending here. We're it's like we're producers of this thing. Uh, it's. It's more she's very establishment, so there's not going to be – if if Sanders got his way, we would be seeing drastic economic changes that some people see as good, and I, however, see them as unsustainable, and Clinton is status quo. You're not going to see that much difference from the progression of Bush, Obama, back to Clinton. You wouldn't see that much difference. So gun to okay. a he- gun to my head. That's it. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Cl- uh, Republican side. If I had to vote for one of them, uh, 
This is so painful. Really? There's no out? Oh, man. Really? Yeah. It's that difficult? Are, you're not a Republican or a Democrat, are you? I would say, no, I'm not. I would say Trump, just because it would be a lot of fun. And hopefully there's enough checks and balances built into the system that would <laughs> that would stop his authoritarianism. <laughs> Can you imagine the final the we're ready to pronounce the winner? It's Donald Trump. And just like every before that they probably preface it by everyone brace yourselves. Um Get out the Constitution. Let's you know just make sure that nothing can be railroaded. Oh and, man, um, I don't know. Maybe it would just be a clean slate. Like Bill, or not Bill. Oh my gosh, I said Bill Clinton. That Donald Trump would just uh. go go in and just clean house. I would yeah, love that. That's happy fun pretend land. Yeah, I know. Okay, so what about what about any candidate? And you can vote or not vote. What do you mean, vote or not vote? In the election, you're going to vote for your guy. Who is it? Or you don't vote at all? Or uh, Rubio? Well, I'm definitely going to. I would. I'm would definitely vote. I mean, I'm not going to miss. So you're going to vote for in a, kind of like whoever the main two are. I would vote for uh, as of today, and I have to. I have to keep looking. I mean, this is for me. This is early. This is really early. I know, this is pretend. I mean, but there's a lot of people that they made up their mind. I mean, they're at the Iowa caucus just, you know, spewing their candidate out and, you know, don't stop. And whether they're, you know, workers for the those individuals or not, you know, they've made up their mind. Oh, it, well, I was going to do a side note there, but <laughs> they found the Hillary Clinton voter who decided at the last second that she wanted to switch because of whatever. It's like, okay. Well, what's a media narrative? What plant was that? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I would vote for Marco Rubio. Okay. If, if it was today. And I really can't give you a good reason. Part of it is I'm a little bit of the underdog in the. He's not Cruz or Trump? <laughs> yeah. I. I Trump and and Cruz, I, I'm the more I research Cruz, not even listen, just research and get some facts and and where do you stand on things? I'm like ah, this is too much, um, maybe too much establishment. I feel like there's some genuineness to his his personality and who he is. Donald Trump is a no. He's just, he's a one-man wrecking crew, and he scares the bejesus out of me. Yeah, he's a wrecking ball. And, but Marco Rubio, there's something calm. And Trump would be fun, though. <laughs> yeah, he would be. He would be fun. Um, as as uh, fun as, who is that? Who is the... As fun as a reference you can't think of. Yeah, who was this? He went on Saturday Night Live after he lost, and they were like... He always held the pencil. Like, Bob Dole. Bob Dole. I was think it was no, maybe it was Al Gore. It was Bob Dole or Al Gore? They went. Bob Dole. They went hold on, the pen because his hand okay. is useless. Yeah, they went on SNL the after the fact, or went on some comment, you know, comedy thirty minute thing, and they knocked it out of the park. And there were there were people and pundits saying, "Goodness gracious, you just lost." 
you just lost the what could have been the leader of the free world because what you displayed on SNL, if you had displayed that in public during the election, you may have got it because the one thing that held that person back was the fact that they were just ho-hum, here's some facts. Yeah, boring. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then went to SNL and livened up. And I'm like, oh, no. He's a human being. Why didn't he do that? Yeah, seriously. Uh, anyway, I lost my train of thought. That's all right. Marco Rubio. I'm probably not. I'll, I'll probably vote for Gary Johnson. He's a libertarian. And it's just, I want more voices in there. And it doesn't matter. I, I've. I'm trying. I've, I'm totally cynical when it comes to politics. I'm poking fun, but you, Gary Johnson, mute, mute Gary Johnson, Gary mute Johnson. Is that what he's called? <laughs> I don't know. I just know he's going to run as a libertarian, all right, or seek the libertarian nomination, and it doesn't matter that he's not going to win. It's. I wish there was more voices. All the parties, let him in. Whoever gets follows the rules and can run for president, just let him in there. Let him in there. See what happens. Mm. New ideas. Hey, I was... Mix it up. I was with you back in the olden days. R versus D just is so boring. We've done that for so long. So, that's it. Well, uh, uh, if it was... Was it 20 years ago? Yeah, maybe 20, 24 years ago. Yeah, when you're... Ross Perot. 40? Ross... (laughs) 43. (laughs) It was Ross Perot days. And I was a youngin. Yeah, he mixed it up. He made sense. It was before you were born, so I don't know what you're talking about. He made sense. It was not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm old enough, Jeff. (laughs) But Ross Perot just came out like a um, a bull in the china shop, and he just made too much sense. And that was scary. Donald Trump scares the bejesus out of people. Um, and they're like, whoa, I'm listening to this guy. And Ross Perot made too much sense, and that scared people as well. Like, okay, if you come into the room and you make too much sense, then we look like idiots because we're going to go against what you're saying, and then people are going to see that we went against common sense and the numbers, and I mean, he had graphs and everything, and it really did make sense if you were you know, a mathematician and cared about economics <laughs> unfortunately we're struggling to find math teachers that, in that the school system yeah, that doesn't play well does it yep it was probably 50 percent of the country's like he sure does seem like he knows what he's talking about but those big ears just can't get away from those big ears just like donald trump's quote unquote Rug. his hair looks like corn end quote from one of my sixth graders today nice Corn? Corn. Where did that come from? Like the corn husk? I have no... I guess. I have no idea. It must be. Uh, Sounds racist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going there anymore. These are not my ideas or thoughts. Well, some of it. You you can find truth in there. You're a a messenger. Don't worry about it. You're safe, Jeff. Until you're not. (laughs) Yeah. There's not a sniper outside. No. Well, you are an overseer for Mountain View Church, San Juan Capistrano, California, NBCLife.com. 
Eventually, I, I am, and I'm trying to keep it together. <laughs> eventually, I mean, this my, podcast, my views are this not has been representative probably, of Mountain this View Church. This has been a relatively clear, relatively safe. I mean, politics can piss people off, but at least we slanted a little bit towards the religious side. We've had Christians. some episodes where I, I just, I know it. Sometimes we just say things, and we're not educated about it. But that's what happens. Speak we're for just, yourself. We're just trying to be. I'm not. I barely. Yeah, like I said, dyslexia. Hurry up! Put you can put syllables together. Barely. You can do it, Zach. Barely graduated high school, so forgive me. I'm not responsible for anything that comes out of my mouth. Is what I'm trying to say. Barely graduated high school, entrepreneur, lives in the beautiful South Orange County, has a great family, family man. The family was expensive, though. <laughs> Yeah.